Honestly, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Whatever Laura Wants, a podcast hosted by me, Laura Minert. I know it is shocking to hear my voice, especially not on a Tuesday on a random day of the week, because, you know, your girl is a slacker and I am back from vacation. I honestly thought I was going to be very productive plan ahead, maybe even pre-record an episode or two. Did that happen? No. Please see my previous statement where I mentioned that I was a slacker. It was one of those things where I feel like time just got away from me. Best of intentions. Any other cliche you want to throw in there. It was just a struggle. And then, of course, I got back from my vacation. Plenty of time in the week to record another podcast. And what did I do? not record a podcast. I kind of got busy with other things, one of which being I think I took one day to just legitimately be lazy and do nothing at all, which was delightful. Everyone needs that recovery day after they go on vacation, obviously. So I had my recovery day and then, you know, it turned into a very busy weekend for me. But all of that to say, thank you for hanging on. Thank you for still hoping that I would actually do something with my life. And now I am back. So lots to talk about. I feel like, I feel like I kept making notes like constantly. My list of notes is quite long, kind of. And then of course I think that, and I'm like, well, two words doesn't really get you too far, but here we are. Uh, I do want to point out that I did have a delightful vacation. Thank you for asking. I... (laughs) am not going to, I think, talk about vacation stuff this episode just because I feel like I've been talking about it a lot lately, especially to all my coworkers. And then it was Father's Day and I saw my family, so I talked to them about it. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah. Uh, I think we're going to holster the vacation talk recap for another episode. So in true whatever Laura wants fashion, where nothing is important and we just talk about randomness. We are back with another trend in footwear that I do not appreciate and I need to discuss. Yes, of course, it is related to Crocs once again. So this came out before I went on vacation, honestly, so I'm sure it's been floating around the internet and I'm sorry, but Y'all may have talked about it, but I'm here to talk about it as well. So, Crocs stilettos are a thing. And designer Balenciaga has made them, and I don't know how to feel. They make me feel very uncomfortable, as most Crocs products do. Um, You may recall, or maybe you don't, because I had kind of forgotten, another brand designer tried to do this a few years ago with Crocs or like, and they were like more of like a platform, thicker, chunky heel, whatever. But these look like a standard Croc. And then they have this spike heel that kind of reminds me of a nail, like a thick nail that you're just standing on. I don't know. People are questioning whether or not this designer is trolling all of us. Not really sure what to think of it. But I am once again a girl just asking everyone to stop making weird, janky, creepy, even Crocs products. I have never worn Crocs. Surely I've mentioned that multiple times. 
I don't plan on wearing Crocs. If you have seen the movie uh, Fired Up, which is a um, amazing, amazing movie that you definitely need to watch. I don't know why I didn't think about it as my recommended section. But there's a line in it where they're talking about someone wearing Crocs. And he's like, you're not a grandma gardening or a baby at the beach. And that's how I feel about Crocs. I don't get them. I think, what is it? Like, Justin Bieber got sent some to somebody and, like, they didn't even want them. Maybe I'm confusing that. This is all allegedly. Don't take any of it seriously. But Crocs are bad. Why do we have them? If you're a nurse, if you need that comfort shoe, I get it maybe. It's fine. But maybe Crocs could just stay in their lane and they could just not be a stiletto, a dog bed, Croc nuts to accessorize your Crocs. Any of the other Croc products that I've talked about several times on this show. Maybe, maybe not. That's all I have to say about that, I guess. Just no, why, please stop. In the same vein of things that are questionable, somehow, also before I went on vacation, so if the details are blurry, please forgive me. Uh, my boyfriend Grant and I got into the topic of happy trails on men, and I wish I could remember why it got brought up. But I had to Google it because I was like, they're called happy trails, aren't they? And he wasn't sure what they were called. I don't know. And like when I did Google it, I believe Urban Dictionary mentioned they're more on women than in men. But obviously, I'm a woman, so I'm thinking more of them on men. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, again, it's just the strip of hair that some dudes, and I guess women have, that go like directly in the center of their body, like an arrow to your genitalia. I feel like they used to be really popular, and <laughs> we were just having this whole discussion about what they were, if they were sexy, who has them, who shouldn't have them, and it just got me thinking, is this a trend that we're going to see coming back? I feel like everything 90s, 2000s is kind of returning thanks to Gen Z. Um, Side note real quick. um, Did you know that Ed Hardy was seen on a TikToker recently? Yes. Um, Addison Rae. Do I know anything about her except that she's like a dancer on TikTok? I think. No, not really. But Homegirl was seen at a party fully decked out in an Ed Hardy dress t-shirt thing. She had, like, the platform sandals to match. I think she was wearing a choker. You know, at least she leaned into it. But I will repeat my statement about how I feel about Crocs. Why? What are you doing? So, perhaps, you know, Gen Z is bringing back all this stuff at Hardy. Now they're going to bring back Happy Trails? I don't know. I just thought it was a weird coincidence. It was something that I had not thought about in a very long time. And then I had a whole conversation with it and I'll just be interested to know if happy trails are going to be a thing again, because I'm sure I saw it on TV or some movie that we were watching. And that's why it got brought up in the first place. Typically don't just have random thoughts like that. Like, Oh, remember happy trails? Those were a thing. So let me know if you've seen any happy trails out in the wild, any of the dudes you're hooking up with, any of the ladies you're hooking up with, maybe your significant other has a happy trail. I would just like to know how long they've had it? Is it something that they feel pressured by society? Is it uncool? Is it back? Kind of like a mullet? I don't know. I just need to know how other people feel about happy trails and if we're seeing a resurgence.
completely flipping things again because what would this podcast be if not all over the place? But actually, now that I say that, these are kind of related. So I don't know if you've seen the things on TikTok lately, but I have seen this. Somebody sent me a TikTok. I was in one of my group chats and people were talking about it. And then I was listening to a podcast earlier and it brought up the same topic. So maybe I'm not dropping knowledge, but maybe I am. Did you know that the symbol of someone who wants to is a swinger, like, yes, someone who is sexually not fluid in that way, but fluid in their relationship and wants to hook up with other people, their symbol for that is a pineapple, specifically an upside-down pineapple. I had never heard this. I was slightly blown away by it. Then, like I said, I've seen some TikToks where, like, people would go around the grocery store and flip their pineapple upside down just to like show to other people that this is what they're into. The podcast I was listening to was talking about cruises and how, of course, there are specific cruises, you know, focused on swingers and whatnot. But if you're on a normal cruise or any other kind of normal situation, people will have different like kinds of symbols of upside down pineapples to show other people that, hey, come on over. We might be looking for a third or fourth person to join our bed. I am blown away by this. There was also talking about this whole section of t-shirts and everything with upside down pineapples. And people are like, this is kind of confusing because pineapples are a cute aesthetic. And I feel like they're on lots of things. Little did I know that you could casually flip one and it meant a whole different thing. I don't know. I just feel like I needed to share that with all of you. If you didn't know, now you do. Swingers love pineapples. Upside down pineapples means it's time to go. So again, if you see any of this out in the wild on the podcast, they were talking about this lady who's like, next time I go on a cruise, I'm just going to go up and down all the doors and see if anybody has this upside down pineapple. So now I'm going to try to remember. And next time I go anywhere, I wonder if it works at like hotel rooms, just again, Maybe normal people at hotel rooms are just putting pineapples upside down. Surely it's not a real pineapple. Surely they're just having like door hangers or something like that. Or they're wearing, again, the clothing that shows upside down pineapples. I don't know. If you see this again out in the wild, it's like a scavenger hunt over here. Please let me know. I would like to know if this is legitimately a thing that people are doing or if they've kind of gotten afraid of it since it's come out on TikTok, that kind of thing. Just have lots of questions. And now you know more about something that I really didn't want to know about, but it's very interesting. So you're welcome. So I, of course, mentioned that I was on vacation and my best friend Adrian and I, we always joke that we... We've gone on trips together before, and of course, everyone's parents, especially when we were younger, would always say, you know, don't get kidnapped, don't get sold into sex trafficking, anything like that. And my stance as has always been, I am too old, too fat, too loud to be considered for any of these. Also, I'm poor, so like no one's going to get very far on my money. But we were talking about this when we were heading off into our vacation, And then I think I was listening to a podcast or I overheard it. Of course, those things overlap. And it was the conversation of, would anyone notice 
if you were kidnapped. And I like to think that people would notice if I was kidnapped. But then again, maybe not. Are you the kind of person who is just like prone to randomly leave and like go on vacation and not tell anyone? Are you always posting things? I feel like especially in the same age of social media, people are posting things all the time with where they are and what they're doing. You can hardly escape that kind of thing. But yeah, just something to think about. I don't know. Would anyone notice if you were kidnapped? Surely someone would notice if I was kidnapped because I live with someone. But when I was single and living by myself, I don't know. You watch all those murder shows and they're like, well, you know, she kept to herself and she didn't really talk to anyone at the apartment because why would she? Weird. And then all of a sudden she's been missing for three days and then she's dead in a ditch somewhere. So I don't know, just something to think about. Would you be missed if you were kidnapped? Would anyone, not that you would be missed. Of course you would all be missed. That's not what I mean. How long do you think anyone would take to notice? Not to give you any creepy thoughts as you're going to sleep tonight, but along those same lines, love however things unintentionally, loosely, loosely tying together. We were also having a whole conversation about cemetery space. And I don't know how this got brought up. I think honestly, Adrian was just like, do you ever think about this? We chatted about it for a very long time. And these are the things that keep her up at night. So the conversation was, what happens when or if we run out of space to bury people? There are how many billions of people in the world? Surely there's not enough land that is not, you know, protected, not usable, all that kind of thing. That there is not going to be enough land to bury everyone who wants to be buried. Then we got enough of a whole tangent of, well, are we going to have to start reusing certain land? Are we, is it going to turn into some kind of like bidding war? Like someday there's not going to be enough places to bury people. So if you have X many plots in a cemetery, can we run some kind of illegal cemetery trade where we are making shit tons of money because things are in very high demand to have land to be buried? Is everyone just going to have to be cremated at a certain point? This is a legitimate problem that I did not even think was actually a problem until she brought this up. But I just don't know where to go with it. I'm like, again, if I have to become an illegal cemetery plot salesman, so be it. Otherwise, you know, like the rich are just going to be able to buy up hordes of land more than they need because they don't want to be touched by any other dead bodies. And then, yeah, what are the... Poor people like myself who just said I wouldn't be a good target for kidnapping. What are we supposed to do? I'm not going to be able to spend millions of dollars to get a plot of land. I don't know. Just something I never thought about until this trip. And now I am sharing it with all of you. It's a circus over here, I tell you. Every day. Other things that kind of came up on this trip is the state of how you keep your bedroom. Okay, I am very happy to admit that I am a make-your-bed-every-single-day kind of person. My mom told me a few years ago even that she's like, you know, we knew something was wrong or you didn't feel good or whatever if you didn't make your bed. I don't remember when I started doing this. Surely I didn't do this my whole life, but maybe I did. I don't know. It just makes me feel like I'm put together, kind of. And 
I heard someone say something again on a podcast, of course, and it's the state of your room is the state of your mind. I don't know that this really applies to me, although I do like to have my bed put together. It just makes me feel like it's kind of stupid and cheesy, but it's like, okay, I've done one thing today. My bed is made. I can come home and have it like look cute and nice and put together and feel like I'm on top of my shit, even if everything else went wrong and everything's garbage and I'm a failure. But at least my bed is pulled together and I'm putting on a good front. Like, it looks inviting. Ready to unwrap is what I was going to say. But unwrap that bed. It's not a burrito. Unfold the sheets. Get in. Good night's sleep. Do it all over again. I am obviously very type A. This could be why it makes me feel good. But I don't know that that's the state of my mind because I feel like my mind is clearly, as you can see from this podcast, all over the freaking place. Nothing is where it should be. Random thoughts that probably shouldn't be said out loud. But we were on this trip, and I roomed with Adrian, of course. We had a king bed, and I, every day, would want to make the bed. My other philosophy behind this is, if the bed is made, it feels like you have more space on the bed, and when we are getting ready on this girl's trip to go out or do anything, there's lots of clothes, there's lots of makeup, there's bags, I feel like you can see everything better when the sheets and the blankets are all flat. Everything's tucked in. You know where things are. She's like, that's bullshit. There's not more footage, square footage to use, usable space. But I think I'm right. But one day, actually, we were getting ready for the day. I decided I was going to make the bed. I forced her to help me and make her side. And then we lost a bag full of like sunscreen and important things that we actually needed that day because we are very pale gingers who desperately need sunscreen. Could not find this bag to save our lives. Looked around the whole house, asked other people, checked everything under the bed. I was crawling on the floor like three different times, opening all the drawers, cupboards we didn't even use. And then I finally like asked her if she made it in the bed or had felt the bed. And what did this bitch do? Had wrapped her pouch of sunscreen in the blankets when we made the bed. And then she blamed me because I was the one who forced her to make the bed. Adrian, it's not my fault that you just had things in between all the covers and then wrapped them up inside. But I do understand where she's coming from about her irritation at me now for forcing to make the bed. But I stand by it. I don't know. It just makes me feel better. Let me know if there's something that you do that just makes you feel better, whether it actually helps you or not. Of course, I realize that you're going to just destroy the bed and sleep in it the instant you get home later that night. It's not about that. Just makes me feel better. Like I said, let me know if you do anything weird like that too, so I don't feel so alone. Next, I do have to tell a very funny anecdote, and I... I'm apologizing in advance to my coworker, Angela, because I was crying laughing at this story at work, and I just knew that everyone else would appreciate hearing about it. So, you know, I work with a couple girls who are a little bit younger than me, and everyone is trying to save money because, see before, we're all poor. And so she told me that she and two other coworkers were going to start trying to do Dave Ramsey. Okay, I know the gist of J- Dave Ramsey. I know the gist of talking. I know the gist of Dave Ramsey. Never done it. Don't have any interest to do it. 
he's going to tell me things like, don't eat out, don't buy coffee. I cannot live that life. But I know the gist. I've had friends who have done it before. I think they've done fairly successful when they keep up with it. But that's the bitch of it. You got to keep doing it. So she decided that they were going to do Dave Ramsey. They go online and they find the book and they decide they're going to do it. And she tells me that she bought it. Then the other girl bought it. And then the other girl bought it too. So they bought three different copies of the Dave Ramsey book. And I was like, Angela, I'm sorry, this is your first mistake. You're all losing money on this because you all bought copies of the same book when you all sit desks away from each other and y'all could have shared. So I don't think Dave would be very happy with you because you're already spending money you don't need to. Laugh forever about that, whatever. Then she tells me a couple days ago that, guess what? The Dave Ramsey books are here. It's great and fantastic. Things are going to go super well. Until she opened the books. She says she got the package. It had all three books in it. She opened it up and the cover looked kind of shady, like printed blurry, like it kind of had been photocopied. It wasn't the original. And she pulls it out and she's like, this just looks kind of weird. It's kind of thin. I don't really understand. Come to find out, she opens the book and the book is not a book at all. It is a blank journal that you use to accompany the Dave Ramsey book after you've read it. So you can like, I don't know, write down your budget and start keeping track of your bills. So not only did they buy or thought they bought three books, which I thought was a waste of time, but now they accidentally bought three journals (laughs) that they can't use because they don't haven't read the book and they don't have the book. And I, when I tell you that I was like toppled over at my desk laughing, legit tears out of my eyes. It just made my day. And I, they're obviously going to return them and exchange them and fix the whole thing. But it was just so funny. I could not deal with it. And I just feel like I needed to share with all of you because sometimes we just need to laugh at something. And that has been my honest to God laugh of the week. And I love it. The last thing I want to talk about today, you all know I love a get rid of one thing, get rid of two things kind of thing. I saw one on Facebook, so you know it's good. So it's a list of nine drinks. Two of them have to go. The choices are Mountain Dew, sweet tea, chocolate milk, lemonade, Pepsi, water, orange juice, apple juice, Kool-Aid. Now, I can tell you right now, my first choice is always sweet tea. Sweet tea is garbage. I am not from the South, clearly. Can't do it. Plain, unsweet iced tea all day. Sun tea especially. Give me that yellow jug that's just been sitting on your porch forever. Get that sweetened bullshit out of here. So, sweet tea is going. Sweet tea is also going because on this post, whoever originally shared it, sweet tea is not spelled correctly, which makes me love it even more. It is spelled sweat tea. Yes, sweet tea is spelled S-W-E-A-T. I would like to never drink sweat tea or sweet tea. Goodbye. The other thing that I'm going to get rid of is Pepsi. I'm a Coke girl through and through. I am a Diet Coke a day. I used to be constantly Coke until, you know, one time probably in junior high or high school, my lovely mom made the comment that maybe I didn't need to be drinking Coke because I was a little chubby. 
I'm still a little chubby. Has not solved my problems. Thank you anyway, Anita. But I made the jump to Diet Coke. Hated it at first. Now can't live without of it. Without it. Basic as shit. I know. Love a good Coke at the movie theater. Love a good Coke. Sometimes just as a nice break. Maybe when I'm hungover. Either way, Pepsi is garbage. Diet Pepsi is even more garbage. I can't do it. It's not a good substitute. If I go anywhere that says Pepsi or Coke and they don't have Coke, I gotta say none for me and I'm switching to something completely different. So those are the things I'll gladly never drink again. I will post this. Please let me know what you're getting rid of. My third runner up is definitely apple juice. Not that I don't like apple juice, but who's drinking apple juice on a regular basis unless you're a baby? Don't know. And finally, it is time for our unsolicited recommendation of the week. I know what you're thinking, Laura. You haven't had time to podcast. You've been so busy. How could you possibly have anything to recommend? Well, lucky for you, this show is only six episodes long. They're only about 22, 23 minute episodes. And it's delightful. I sped right through it in about two days. I am recommending Starstruck. It is on HBO Max. It is about a normal girl drunk on New Year's Eve, hooks up with a movie star, and then their ensuing relationship over the next year, basically. The main girl who's in it, I believe her name is Rose, and I don't remember her last name because I don't pay attention very well sometimes. But she wrote it. She stars in it. Of course, there's the whole kind of normal star, normal person conversation about like, oh, the paparazzi like think she's the maid one day. They don't exactly look the same. She's worried about that. Her friends are all like, it's fine. He likes you. They kind of do all of this back and stuff. Fourth stuff like that. Oh my gosh, there's a dog barking. Normally my neighbors, yes, the dog poop people. I don't hear their dogs, but apparently now's the time at nine o'clock at night. Rude. Anyway, she stars in it and wrote it and it's so good. And I just finished it. The ending is adorable everything you want it to be. It has definitely some sad moments, definitely some thinking moments, just honestly anything you could want from like a little rom-com love story. Like I said, six episodes, you can finish it. I mean, what, six times 20? Can't do math, but like give yourself a couple hours and like you're good to go. You could bang this bitch on one night. That's what she said. So very sorry for all my own jokes that I laugh at myself about. Recommend Starstruck. Go check it out, HBO Max. I know it's been getting some press recently, too. I think Jezebel just wrote an article about them, her and everything, and I've seen a couple other things on Twitter talking about how good it is, and I need to read them, which, of course, I haven't. But you will not regret it. If you just need some, like, light, lovey-dovey, funny rom-com, go watch Starstruck. And that is going to do it this week. Thank you so much for listening. I am back. I will get back on a more consistent schedule. Somehow I just had, you know, a nice little two-week break, and we will get back in the swing of it. Please don't forget to rate, review, subscribe, do all the things. Follow the pod on Instagram, whatever Laura wants. You can follow me on Instagram, MinertLA. Also, my other podcast, Binging Batch. If you like Bachelor, like I'm sure you do if you listen to me talk, I have a Bachelor Recap podcast. It was also on hiatus when I was on vacation. We are back with that. New episodes out every Tuesday. Double dipping on my normal day. Give us a listen. Give us some love. Tell all your friends, like I said before. And yeah, 
stay safe out there. Beware of all the happy trails, the croc stilettos, and the swinger pineapples that might be coming your direction. Have a great week, and I will see you guys next Tuesday.